والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا بہت مشکل تھا اپنے سے سرکش کو دبا پاتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا بہت مشکل تھا اپنے سے سرکش کو دبا پاتا خدا کی سرکشی سے خود کشی ہے مال و دولت میں خدا کی سرکشی سے خود کشی ہے مال و دولت میں کبھی اللہ والوں سے نہیں ایسا سنا جاتا کبھی اللہ والوں سے نہیں ایسا سنا جاتا سکون دل اترتا ہے فلک سے اہل تقوا پر سکون دل اترتا ہے فلک سے اہل تقوا پر بدو حکم خدا سائس د پھر کے سے پا جاتا بدو حکم خدا سائس د پھر کے سے پا جاتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا بہت مشکل تھا اپنے سے سرکش کو دبا پاتا اگر پیٹرول کے مانند ہوتا ہے سکون دل اگر پیٹرول کے مانند ہوتا ہے سکون دل زمین میں کر کے بورنگ اس کو ہر کافر بھی پا جاتا زمین میں کر کے بورنگ اس کو ہر کافر بھی پا جاتا بتوں کے عشق سے دنیا میں ہر عاشق ہوا پاگل بتوں کے عشق سے دنیا میں ہر عاشق ہوا پاگل گناہوں سے سکو پاتا تو کیوں پاگل کہا جاتا گناہوں سے سکو پاتا تو کیوں پاگل کہا جاتا بچو گندے عمل سے امردوں سے دور ہو جاؤ بچو گندے عمل سے ام ردو سے دور ہو جاؤ اگر یہ فیل اچھا تھا خدا پتر نبر ساتا اگر یہ فیل اچھا تھا خدا پتر نبر ساتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا اگر اللہ والوں سے نہیں دل کی دوا پاتا بہت مشکل تھا اپنے ناف سے سرکش کو دبا پاتا الحمد للہ 
الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن إن بعض الظن إثم ولا تجسسوا ولا يغتب بعضكم بعضا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم طوبى لمن جعله الله مفتاحا للخير مغلاقا للشر أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم just to translate one line of the kalam that we were listening to the line that was repeated as it says that had it not been that i had gained the medicine for the heart from the ahlullah then it would have been almost impossible for me to subdue this very very rebellious nafs this rebellious nafs, to subdue it, to bring it under control, would have been an impossibility. But by the medicine of the heart which was dispensed by the Ahlullah, that is where this medicine is available. So the lesson in this is, that this nafs, to get it under control, to subdue it, there is an effort in it. And just as for everything else, there's somewhere that we have to go to find things, we have to learn things from. So the Ahlullah, we have to go and learn how to subdue this nafs. Otherwise, this nafs becomes a monster of a person. And then, like a monster just merely opens his mouth, person is too scared to do anything. Let alone it's barking or roaring or anything. So likewise, when the nafs has become a monster, now the person's soul and ruh has become so weak because he has been starving the ruh. And he has been feeding the nafs. Every desire of the nafs he's been giving into, so he's feeding the nafs. And the ruh, the ibadat, the zikr, the dua, the tilawat, the refraining from sin, taking that pain on the heart, in trampling one, one's evil desires, so that is not happening, so the ruh is getting starved. So as the ruh is getting starved, and the nafs is getting fed all the time, so this ruh has no energy now to combat this nafs. And this nafs becomes a monster over him. And now he says, but I just cannot resist. It's an impossibility for me to resist. Because he's allowed the nafs to become a monster. But had the ruh been fed, and had the nafs been starved, then the situation would have been the other way around. That the nafs would have been like one small little kitten, and that to a frightened kitten. And the ruh would have been strong. So then, without any, the nafs won't die off. The nafs will still be there somewhere. But it will try to make some noises, and a person will just shoo it away. The issue to learn in this is that this nafs has to be subdued and we have to learn to subdue it. We have to undertake the cause of how to subdue it. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq to acquire this medicine of the heart and may Allah Ta'ala enable us to subdue this nafs. In this hadith of Rasulullah that was recited, Nabi Islam says, the Tuba Liman Jalahullahu Miftahan Lil Khair Mirlaqan Lishar. And in one riwayat of Ibn Majah Sharif immediately thereafter, Nabi Islam says, What the fakkuru sa'atin li khairum min qiyami laylatin. The Tuba Liman Jalahullahu Miftahan Lil Khair. The glad tidings to that person. Tuba one meaning is that this is a tree in Jannat. If a person is going to be getting a tree in Jannat, then he's got Jannat itself. So glad tidings for that person, glad tidings then is good of dunya and akhirat. For who? 
for that person who Allah Ta'ala has made, miftahan lil khair, has made him a key to good, and mighlaqan lil sharr, and has made him a lock on evil. Allah Ta'ala has made him a key to good, and a lock on evil. Now there's various contexts in which this will apply. One is that a person is inviting somebody else to good, He's enjoying the good. He's helping somebody to do the right things. He's encouraging somebody to do the right things. All this is becoming a key to good. That encouragement of his, that will someday, it will bring some fruit, some end result. Sometimes a person advises somebody once, twice, three times, five times, says, well, it's no, no use. The Tanvi Rahmatullahi says, once I got a very good lesson from somebody. He says, I was inside, gone for istinja into the toilet, now the person can hear somebody talking outside. Says two people were waiting outside. So one person is saying to the other, that I advised so and so, I think I don't know how many times, but he's just not taking heed. He's just not stopping the wrong he's doing. So I think now I gave it up. I had enough. So the other person advised him and said, that he didn't stop doing the wrong that he was involved in, why are you stopping the right that you are doing? What wrong he's doing, he's carrying on. He's not stopping the wrong. You advising him, you encouraging him, that was the right thing. Uh, he's not stopping the wrong, you want to stop the right. If he's not stopping the wrong, you don't stop the right either. Jamil Ahmad Thanwi he says, narrated this incident that Muhammad Jamil Ahmad Thanwi told him personally about it. That once he was advising somebody to stop smoking. So he said after a while he started recording how many times he told him. And he started keeping track of it. And every time he advised him, he wrote it down, made a note of it somewhere. And he carried on telling him. He says eventually it came to a hundred. And this person would just still continue. He would listen, say inshallah, and carry on. He says it happened such, Allah Ta'ala made it, that the day I told him for the 101st time, now he doesn't know, the person being advised doesn't know that what's going on here, he's keeping record of the advice, how many times he's told him. He says it happened that the 101st time that I told him, that day he came back and said, so many times you told me, now I've really taken it to heart, and I've decided that this is enough, I've thrown everything away, and I've made toba from this. So when it will, that drum will fill someday and it will flow out. But, person has to have that patience. He has to continue trusting in Allah Ta'ala. With his gaze towards Allah Ta'ala. Not trusting in his effort. Not thinking that my saying will do any good. But Allah Ta'ala will make it happen. So in any case, what is this context? That a person is encouraging somebody towards right. He is encouraging the person to stay away from evil. He's enjoining the right and he's forbidding the evil. So he's becoming a lock on evil. So it applies in this context and this is a great thing. Allah Ta'ala used somebody for the hidayat of somebody else. لَا إِيَّهَدِيَ اللَّهُ بِكَ رَجُلًا وَاحِدٍ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنْ حُمُرِ النَّعَمِ And in one riwayat, خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا فِيهَا Allah Ta'ala uses you for the hidayat of somebody else. Ali radiallahu anhu, Nabi Sallallahu told him, Allah Ta'ala uses you for the hidayat of somebody else, then it is better for you than the whole world and what it contains. So that is a very great thing. But together with that, this has a wider application also. That glad tidings to the one who has become a key to good and a lock on evil. Many a times there are some situations come about. Now how does a person handle that situation will either determine that he has become a key to good or he has become the key to evil. Because in the other part of the hadith, in another riwayat, Nabi Islam says, وَوَيْلٌ لِمَنْ جَعَلَهُ اللَّهُ مِفْتَاحًا لِلشَّرِّ مِغْلَاقًا لِلْخَيْرِ And destruction to that person who has become the key to evil and the lock on good. So now what does a person become? 
Does he become the key to good or the key to evil? Does he take the glad tidings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or does he become the victim of the badwa of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? For example, a situation cropped up and somebody said something, did something, whatever it is, day-to-day situations in the house, something happened, now there's an issue, maybe the issue is between sometimes a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law for example, most famous story on the earth, or maybe it is some other issue. So now how does a person handle this? Does he fly into a rage and he starts overreacting sometimes? Does he start saying things which should never have been said? So now he's merely just stoked the fire. There's a fire burning already. He's busy pouring petrol over it. And he's become the key to shar. He has become miftahan li shar. But if he handled it with diplomacy, he cooled the situation down. He worked around it. He used his mind. He turned to Allah Ta'ala and asked Allah Ta'ala's help. And he brought about peace. I has become miftahan lil khair, mighlaqan lil shar. So this is Nabi Salaam is giving us this great lesson in this. That a mu'min, he must be miftahan lil khair all the time. And one of the worst things that opens the key to evil, among many other things, one of the worst that makes a person the key to evil is the aspect of su'uzan, badgumani, harboring suspicion, ill thoughts. A person is jumping to conclusions about somebody's intention already. He is making judgments without knowing what's really gone, what's really happened, but he's gone into the judgment already. And how serious can this become? In one incident Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an Sharif, of Musa Salaam. One day Musa Salaam came out, and there is this Tibti, one of the people of Fir'aun, and he is arguing and quarreling, and he is oppressing one of the Bani Israel. So this person from the Bani Israel, he calls out to Musa Salaam that this fellow is oppressing me in this way. So Musa Salaam comes to stop the problem, and he goes to push this person aside. The Qibti, فَوَكَزَهُ مُوسَى فَقَضَى عَلَيْهِ was, That was the one fist of a Nabi it was. He gave him one fist that became fatal. He was trying to stop the oppression. He didn't mean to cause any thing of this nature. But as soon as this fellow dropped dead, Musa Salaam also, he hadn't intended this. قَالَ هَذَا مِنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ عَدُوٌ مُضِلٌ مُبِينٌ قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي ظَلَمْتُ نَفْسِي فَغْفِرْ لِي This is a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. He is masoom, he is sinless. And he's done something with the right intention, with the best of intentions to help somebody who is being oppressed. And without intending it, now the other person got killed. That was not Musa Islam's intention. So it's totally without any motive, without any intention. There was no deliberate intent to do this. So there's no sin. And then he's a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. He's masoom. And he was doing this out of a favor for a Muslim. But when this happened, he turns to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, this is shaitan has instigated this. And, Rabbi inni ظَلَمْتُ nafsi. Ya Allah, I have oppressed myself. And Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is turning to Allah Ta'ala in repentance. فَغْفِرْ Ya Allah, forgive me. And what not we do with deliberate pre-planning and all the programming beforehand and everything and then too it doesn't cross our mind that I should even repent. I should come back to Allah Ta'ala. So in any case this happened. So now Musa quickly disappeared from there. This Bani Israel went away. Nobody knows now who killed this person. They found him dead later. Nobody knows who killed him. Because there were only three people on the scene. Now he's lying dead there. Musa Islam and that Israel went away. The next day Musa Islam comes out again. 
And the same fellow, this bunny person from the bunny Israel, he is now in an argument with another person. So, again he calls out to Musa al-Islam. So Musa al-Islam comes now towards them to stop this fight. But now at that moment, this person passes this judgment in his mind. He thinks that yesterday, Musa al-Islam saw me in this fight with the other person. Again he's seeing me in the fight, he's coming to hit me. Whereas the Quran Sharif is saying, فَلَمَّا أَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَبْطِشَ بِالَّذِي هُوَ عَدُوُ لَهُمَا Musa al-Islam was going to stop the other person. This person now made this badgumani. He started harboring this suspicion. And as a result, he blurted out something. قَالَ يَا مُوسَىٰ أَتُرِيدُ أَنْ تَقْتُلَنِي كَمَا قَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا بِالْأَمْسِ إِن تُرِيدُ إِلَّا أَنْ تَكُونَ جَبَّارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ مَا تُرِيدُ أَنْ تَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُسْلِحِينَ Can we imagine again saying, Nabi, how many things he's saying? From what? From this badgumani. That you want to kill me like you killed the person yesterday? Now already he let the cat out of the bag, so to say. Because nobody knew who was responsible for what happened yesterday. It was nevertheless no intent behind it. And they were under the oppression of Fir'aun and his people in any case. But now, number one, he blurted it out. So others heard it. And then, now this badgumani. In turidu illa an takuna jabbaran fil ard. You just want to also be an oppressor. You don't have any intention of being somebody who's making peace. How many things he's saying against a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala? Against his Nabi? Based on what? On this badgumani. Now as a result, Musa Islam has to leave that place. Because now they know he's in, now they're searching for him to catch him and then execute him. As a result, Musa Islam finally leaves. In any case, the incident is lengthy. But the lesson in all this, that now what difficulty, how much of a key to evil he became, that he caused so much of taklif and difficulty to a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And all it from started off from where he passed judgment in his mind on the intention of the next person. To the extent, to the intention of a Nabi. All from this badgumani. And this is shaitan's bait or shaitan's poison that he drops in the heart. He whispers this badgumani, now this will start turning. And a person before he knows it, what not he's said, what not he's done. And now when it's too late to now undo the damage, now he realizes and he says and he acknowledges, okay, I made a mistake. But the damage is already done. It started off from where? From badgumani. One buzruk used to keep emphasizing upon his... Murids, that look, don't ever do this. But Gumani, please, just stay out of it. Keep asking yourself ten times before you pass that judgment in your mind. What proof I have that this is the case? Like for example, now supposing we call somebody, you phoned him. And now, you phoned him, and uh, suddenly the call went dead. So now what comes to mind? He says, well, I knew this fellow is going to avoid my call. I just knew it. Now meanwhile, that poor fellow was in the masjid at that time. And on top of that, he's embarrassed that he forgot to shut his phone off. So now he quickly just switched it off. But now, I knew he was trying to avoid me. Now is this not badgumani? And this is what Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran Sharif. Beware of a lot of these thoughts. Some thoughts are even sin. We are passing judgment on the next person without even knowing what really happened. Passing judgment on his intention. And all this becomes miftahan lishar. All this becomes the key to evil. But now in that situation, that phone got shut off. So now he's saying, well, something could have been the case. Now whether he, whether that is the case or not, he is making all the various positive possibilities in his mind. Maybe he was in the masjid. Maybe he was busy with somebody. So he's given somebody the time. It is incorrect for him now to take this call while he's given somebody else the time. So if he did, if he did just that, if he cut that call, what he did was the ethical thing to do. Because he's given somebody else the time. So now to cut that call is the ethical thing. 
to take that call is the unethical thing. So now he's making all these positive possibilities in his mind. That this is what happened. And supposing somebody else now started jumping to those conclusions. I knew he's avoiding my call. So he's making these positive possibilities for him. He's becoming miftahan lil khair. He's becoming a key to good. That this person was jumping to the wrong conclusions. He's bringing all the positive possibilities. What you're thinking is not necessarily that's the case. It could have been all these things. So this Buzruk used to keep emphasizing upon his murids, look this badgumani, don't ever get into this. This is one of the worst things that a person can do. And if we think about it, how many times we do this? And many a times we ask the person the question first, on the negative note. That negative question was due to already having harbored some badgumani, some ill thought, some suspicion. So we start off on the negative. Why didn't you do this? Because we already have made a judgment that he didn't want to do it. So in any case, now this was the thing that he would keep emphasizing. One day they were going somewhere and they were passing along the shore. So as they're walking along, the whole group of people, in the distance, you can see suddenly, sudden, look, they saw, there's a woman sitting. And... She is not dressed very well also. There is a person lying with his head on her lap. And she has a bottle, which is a bottle of, a wine bottle in her hand. In any case, they looked away obviously. But now they glancing at one another. Sheikh is carrying on. The murids are looking at one another and exchanging glances. Exchanging glances and in those glances sometimes a lot is said in just exchanging glances. Sometimes more than what a person can say verbally, he says in one look. Many a times a person goes home, and maybe one look will tell him a lot of things. So in any case, now they're exchanging these glances, and these glances are meant to say to one another, that here it will come again. Here it will come again, he'll tell us don't make badgumani. Everything is glaring in front of our eyes. What kind of situation is this? And everything is clear cut as broad as daylight. And he'll still tell us don't make badgumani. So nobody said anything, but these glances said everything. The sheikh kept quiet. He also noticed what's going on. They carried on walking, but now as they're coming closer, now they're going to have to pass. These people are on the side somewhere. So this lady calls out, please, I need some help. So somebody then just... Asked her, okay, what's going on? What's the problem? So she says, please, we have been... Sh- there was a shipwreck. We, we, he, uh, traveling on a ship. And it sunk. And we were floating for whatever time. And now we've come to the shore. This is my son. He's in a terrible fever. And I needed to give him water. The only thing I found was this bottle lying in which I filled some water. And I'm giving him this water. Please help us with something. So now everybody's eyes opened. That what we thought was glaring as broad as daylight, that here there's a whole lot of haram carrying on. But even this turned out that what our thought was, was wrong. The judgment we made was wrong. Now shaitan uses this badgumani, this harboring of ill thoughts, this creating of suspicion, to make this the key towards shar, miftahan li shar. And shaitan uses this to create disputes and problems between spouses, between parents and children, between brothers and sisters, between business partners, between friends. Because shaitan's job is to break. Shaitan's job is to divide. Shaitan's job is to destroy. So that is his job. He's got no other work. There's a Sometimes people bring something from wherever they bring it. So somebody asked that, uh, well rather they said something and the next person came to inquire that is this really the case? They say, well you know at home, when you open the musallah to read your salah and so on, after that you must fold it and keep it away. Because shaitan reads namaz otherwise. <laughs> so now the next person came to inquire, does this really happen? I say, if that really happens, open the musallahs in the whole house. Keep him busy. 
so that at least he'll stop troubling people and instigating them towards haram. So if that was the case, then we should have opened musallas everywhere. So in any case, that's shaitan's job. He's got no other job. His full-time day and night job is to create trouble, to create problems. And therefore, Nabi Wasallam gave that kind of virtue for the person who creates peace. Because he is breaking all these efforts of shaitan. That kind of reward which is mentioned for hardly anything else. In the hadith, Nabi Wasallam says to the sahaba al-kiram, Ala ukhbirukum bi afdala min darajati salati wa siyami wa sadaqa. Should I not tell you something greater in rank and reward? And all the nafil fast somebody can keep, all the nafil sadaqah somebody can give, all the nafil salah he can perform. To understand this, somebody performs tahajjud every day, every night, whole night he's performing tahajjud. He doesn't miss his ishraq, his chash, his awabin. And maybe 50 years, 70 years of his life is carrying on like this. How many of us can do that? How many can come close to that? Nabi Islam is saying something greater than that. How many people can fast throughout the year? Besides the five days that is not permissible. The rest of the year, the whole year they're fasting. Nafil fast. Ramadan is first obviously. Besides that, Nafil every day of the year they're fasting. How many can do it? Less than a handful. Here and there you hear of somebody who does this kind of thing. Nabi Islam is saying this is very great, but something greater than that also. And sadaqa, how much sadaqa can a person give? Thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, one million, ten million. Maybe one billion somebody will give. How many can how much can a person give? Nabi Islam is saying you can give a billion also, I'm showing you something greater. And greater than all these three combined. So Nabi Islam is asking such a question, should I not tell you? The Sahaba were forever eager to learn the smallest amal. They were all ears. Nabi Islam then explains something greater than all this is Islahu Zatil Bain, making peace between two people. The person who takes the effort to make peace between two people, that effort brings the reward of all these three things combined and more. Can we imagine? Because this person is becoming Miftahan Lil Khair, he's becoming Miglaqan Lil Sharr, he's becoming the key to good. Such a great thing this is. He's becoming the lock on evil. Can we imagine what is being told to us? What great rewards. But the whole thing is, the key to it is becoming the key to good. Becoming the lock to evil. And sometimes there's a problem between two people, and you'll get people on the side, who will be instigating it further. Who will be putting more wood in the fire. Be pouring petrol, petrol over it. Now, that, what is the person becoming? Wailun liman jaalahu miftahan lishar, miglaqan lil khair. The destruction, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say, for the person who has become the key to evil and the lock on good. So, this badgumani is a major disease. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says, "Zunnu bil mu'minina khaira. That have good thoughts about the believers. When something is now, the evidence is all there, then you'll deal with it accordingly. But without that, you have a good thoughts. Without that, don't go on to any negative. The negatives will come in the mind. But a person has to train his mind to keep knocking off all the negatives. Because he doesn't have the evidence. And if he passes judgment in his mind on a negative situation, on a negative possibility, and if that was not the case, he'll be answerable for that on the day of Qiyamah. He'll be questioned. Bring the proof for this. And if the situation was in reality negative, but he took out a positive possibility, and he passed judgment in his mind on a positive note, no, it can't be. He didn't, he wouldn't cut my call. And he wouldn't be avoiding me. That's just an example. 101 things we know what goes on. So if that was not the case, what he had in his mind, he will never be questioned on the day of Qiyamah. Why did you take a positive possibility when that was not the case? 
He won't be asked about that. He won't be taken to task for that. But if he went to the negative, he'll be questioned about it. So these are teachings of Rasulullah simple teachings, but these are fundamental issues. And when we will hold on to these aspects, then this will make our homes a piece of Jannat. It will make our families a piece of Jannat. It will make our friendships a piece of Jannat. It will make our business relations a piece of Jannat. Not that challenges won't happen in dunya. A piece of Jannat obviously, that there will be peace, there will be harmony. And if something does crop up also, it will be easy to overcome it. Because before it goes anywhere further, things are being settled. But with Badgumani, a person already goes deep down into something. And he already does so many things before he even attends to the issue directly. Because now he's working on that Badgumani. And now he's already gone deep down. Now to do damage control is almost impossible. To undo what has been done on that judgment he made becomes almost impossible. And already now the fire is already in the inferno. So now where does he start with? So these are fundamental lessons. Allah Ta'ala has given us these commands in the Quran Sharif. Nabi Islam has given us these lessons. If you hold on to this one, this one thing we hold on to, if this entire atikaf, if we just take this one thing along, that I will be always the key to khayl, miftahan lil khayr, mighlaqan lil shar, forever to become the key to good, and become the lock on evil. And Allah Ta'ala doesn't let this to go to waste. In this dunya also Allah Ta'ala will reward it. What is in the akhirat is beyond our imagination. But Allah Ta'ala rewards such people who make these kind of efforts, who become these keys to good, then the first is they will benefit in dunya. Allah Ta'ala will grant their hearts that tranquility and peace. What they are trying to create among others, Allah Ta'ala will first give it to them. They will enjoy that happiness. They will enjoy that sukoon. That sukoon adil that we heard about in that kalam. That the sukoon adil, if it was something available like petrol, then every scientist would have just gone drilled somewhere in the ground and would have been very happy, very, very serene and very tranquil. But with all the petrol dollars and everything, they are in greater problems. And greater turmoil. So the sukoon adil doesn't come from these material things. The sukoon adil is a gift from Allah Ta'ala. And this comes by adhering to the commands of Allah Ta'ala, by holding on to the teachings of Rasulullah by adopting that akhlaq that Nabi Wasallam taught us, by becoming that miftahan lil khair, that key to good. Just to take one example, which is a very touching example and something we've heard before, we've discussed perhaps last year if I recall, that how can a person, how he becomes the key to good? The Sahaba Kiram lived this. Hazrat Salman radiallahu ta'ala, he sends Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala to put a proposal for him somewhere. So Hazrat Abu Darda goes with the proposal. Now, when he comes and he presents this proposal, the family of the girl, they think about it and they say to him that look, Amma Salman Fala, Fala Nuzawijuhu. Look, Salman, we don't want to get him married to our daughter. So they already closed that chapter, that is closed now. So while something, some negotiation is on, whether it's a business negotiation, we know somebody is busy negotiating, or somebody has proposed somewhere, and that is still in Duke, it's not it's still not finalized, it's still in process. Then for another person now to enter his bid into the whole thing. Unless obviously it's an open bid, it's an auction. But other than that, he knows somebody has put some offer, the person is busy negotiating, now he goes from the side and says, I'll give you more. That is haram. That will destroy every bit of the barakat in that. One, this happened in South Africa, one non-Muslim person was selling his house. And when he decided to sell his house, he first came next door to his Muslim neighbor. 
And he said, look, I'm selling my house. I want to offer it to you first. And the reason he did this was that this Muslim neighbor was a neighbor. He fulfilled the rights of a neighbor. But even if that neighbor is a disbeliever, he still has a right being a neighbor. So he was a neighbor. And he fulfilled the right of being a neighbor. So now when this person wanted to sell his house, he came first and knocked on his door. He said, look, I want to sell you my house. So he said, look, I want to buy it. But I cannot afford it. So I am very grateful for your offer. But this is beyond me. I can't afford it. So he says, well, what can you afford? The price too he offered it at was a very reasonable price. So he said, what can you afford? He said, look, I will not take any loans and so on. If I have to buy it, then it will be over so many years. Over five years or seven years, I'll be able to pay you. So he said, deal done. If you're ready to do that, done. No, don't take any loans. You pay me over five years or whatever, seven years, some long period. So in any case, this person now was, he thought about it and he accepted. Fine, he took the offer. Verbally, everything was done. There was nothing signed or anything. And now somehow the news got around in the neighborhood. However, that this now, person has now come and at this bargain price, he has offered this house to his neighbor. And that too over so many years. Unfortunately, and this person, the seller himself is relating it to the person who he sold the house to later on. He is telling him who, who came from the community, which, which Muslim person came and told him, I know you already sold it, there's so much more and cash. Said, Don't worry now, you just break that off, you sell it to me. So much more and that to cash. But this non-Muslim stood to his word. Not that this makes a non-Muslim any better than a Muslim. But they took what we, what is our lesson. And in dunya, if a kafir also adopts the principles of deen, to the extent that if a kafir also does something which is according to sunnah, then he'll also get the worldly benefit of it. In the akhirat, without iman there's nothing. But the worldly benefit even a kafir will get if he follows the principles of deen. Unfortunately, we have left what is ours. These are our lessons. So in any case, that was just on the side, that was a digression, that what the Muslim should have been doing, unfortunately, we left it out. Keeping to our word. There's a negotiation taking place. Forget the deal done. There's a negotiation taking place. To now go in and now put an offer from the side, that is not correct. It's not... It's, Impermissible. So the same with the proposal now. But in any case, these people we are talking about, Abu Dardar and Hazrat Salman, so they made it clear, Amma Salman, Faladu Zawijuhu. We know to get our daughter married to Salman. So they closed that chapter. Then they are proposing to him, that if you wish, we'll get our daughter married to you. Now can we imagine what goes on here? So in any case, they made themselves clear, that Salman is out of the picture now. You want... We have put this proposal and offer to you. So he thought about it. And he thought very well. So he accepted. So right there, whoever was present, they called them and they had the nikah immediately. That is how simple the nikah is. Now the whole thing took place. The nikah finished. Hazrat Abu Darda now comes out. He comes back. Salman is waiting. So now he comes to him. And he says to him that I don't know what to tell you. So he says, tell you what? But you don't know what to tell me. So he says, this is what happened. Now if it was somebody else, one of us, he says, I knew you were going to snooker me. <laughs> I should have never trusted you. And what not you would have told him. And that would have been the end of that friendship for life. That would have been the end of everything. And no matter how much of clarity would come later on, no matter what proofs would come then later on, that look, what you thought was not the case, this is how it happened. No, there was some, some thing was all done. There was some conniving in this. Everything was all done, hand in glove here. Now he gives his whole story to Hazrat Salman. Now, again in the context of what we are discussing, Tuba liman ja'alahu Allahu miftahan lil khair. 
مغلاقن لشر حضرت سلمان رضی اللہ عنہ now has just heard what happened and he replies and says that you don't need to be embarrassed you don't need to be embarrassed مفتاحن للخیر مغلاقن لشر the sahaba ikram they knew the application of these things they lived it he says I am embarrassed I am embarrassed that that person who Allah Ta'ala had written for you, why did my mind even go in that direction? Now what does this do to that relationship? To that friendship? How much more muhabbat it creates? How much more good and peace it brings along? Now, this is Tuba liman ja'alahu Allahu miftahan lil khair Mighlaqan lil shar And on the other side, how many shar can come out of it? What not can happen? Where things can finish off. And sometimes it never finishes off. So the whole thing starts off on this badgumani. This harboring ill thoughts, harboring suspicion. So these are fundamental lessons. All this reverts again to that akhlaq. This is also part of good akhlaq, not to harbor suspicion. And this is why that good akhlaq is the heaviest thing on the scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah. مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلَ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ Nothing is weightier on the scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah than good character. And this is the perfection of Iman. So these are the things that we have to aspire to bring into our lives. We have to repeatedly remind ourselves of these things, reflect upon it, think over it, and let it settle in our hearts. In fact, this hadith, the last portion, as you mentioned in Ibn Majah Sharif, وَتَفَكُّرُ سَاعَةٍ لِي خَيْرٌ مِّنْ قِيَامِ لَيْلَةٍ Nabi Sallallahu says, pondering for a short while is better than standing in ibadat the whole night. This doesn't mean that a person mustn't stand in ibadat. But this pondering correctly, this opens the doorways to so much of good. That sometimes what sawab and reward a person can get from a night of ibadat, he will earn even more than that. Not that he must stop that. He must do that as well. But side by side, he'll do so much more good that more than that reward he'll earn by using his mind correctly. By using his mind in a way that he becomes miftahan lil khair. He becomes mighlaqan lil shar. He stops to think. Now there's a problem. How can I, what do I do now to make this turn out in the best way possible? How do I handle this? So that it becomes something that unites rather than divides. So now he sits and thinks. He makes tafakkur. He ponders. And then he acts. Then he thinks what is the best thing to do and then he goes ahead with it. So to sit and ponder over this also. To reflect over it. To reflect on how I can become miftahan al khair. To let this settle in the heart. This reflection makes it settle in. One is to listen to it. To speak about it. But to sit and ponder over it to think about it, to repeatedly ponder over it, then this starts becoming a condition of the heart. And then on the occasion, a person now remembers that now I could now handle this in a way that I become miftahan lil khair. Allah wa ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us. يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله 
دل میں راہ ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نامہ سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوالہ 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 غافلون ربنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين 
لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم والسلامه من كل اثم والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اله العالمين يا الله ومسمسفل الله وسكاين غريشيس الله اله العالمين يا الله Ya Allah we are indeed your greatest ya Allah the worst sinners ya Allah ilahul alamin we are the worst people walking on earth ya Allah ilahul alamin whatever we are ya Allah but we are your servants ya Allah ya Allah we are your slaves ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah your mercy is beyond the mercy of everyone ya Allah ya Allah you have descended mercy on the earth ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah we are begging of that mercy ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah forgive all of us sins ya Allah ilahul alamin forgive all of us sins ya Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah ya Allah make us like that new born baby ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah make us like the day we were born without any sin ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah we make sincere tauba ya Allah ilahul alamin we deeply regret whatever we have done ya Allah ilahul alamin we are full of remorse for that ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah we are firmly resolving not to go back to the sins again ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you accept this tauba ya Allah ya Allah accept this tauba ya Allah give us istiqamah on this tauba ya Allah ya Allah save us from breaking this tauba ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant us all the good ya Allah save us from all the evil ya Allah ya Allah make us the keys to good ya Allah ya Allah make us the locks on evil ya Allah ya Allah save us from becoming the keys to evil ya Allah save us from becoming the locks to good ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah you grant us a true understanding of deen ya Allah grant us the correct understanding of deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to follow the way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah enable us to adopt his sunnah ya Allah ya Allah grant us his beautiful akhlaq ya Allah ya Allah grant us his beautiful akhlaq ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant one in all the akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah fill our hearts with your love ya Allah ya Allah grant us your love ya Allah grant us your love ya Allah grant us your nisbat and connection ya Allah ya Allah give us the nisbat of the awliya siddiqin ya Allah ilahul alamin grant us the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with his love ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of his sunnah ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of his way of life ya Allah ya Allah remove the way of life of the yahud and nasara from us ya Allah ya Allah remove the love of their ways from our hearts ya Allah ilahul alamin put the love of the sunnah in our hearts ya Allah ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah ya Allah only you can protect us ya Allah and only with your protection can we be saved ya Allah ilahul alamin you save us ya Allah ya Allah save our families ya Allah save our friends and relatives ya Allah save the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah shower down your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah ya Allah shower down your maghfirat on the ummah ya Allah ya Allah forgive the entire ummah ya Allah ya Allah remove the suffering of the ummah ya Allah ya Allah remove the oppression of the ummah ya Allah ya Allah throughout the world where our muslim brothers and sisters are being oppressed ya Allah ilahul alamin remove the oppression from them ya Allah ya Allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya Allah ya Allah give them hidayat as well ya Allah ya Allah if hidayat is not decreed for them ya Allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya Allah ilahul alamin bring 
such a punishment on them, Ya Allah, that the entire world till Qiyamah takes a lesson, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are suffering starvation, Ya Allah, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are without shelters, give them shelters, Ya Allah. Those who are without clothing, give them clothing to wear, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, grant unity and muhabbat in the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are extremely weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are extremely weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not put us to any test, Ya Allah. Don't put us to any test in our deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't put us to any test in our dunya, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us afiyat in our deen and dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we cannot bear any test, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from every test, Ya Allah. Save us from every trial and tribulation, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the trials of dunya, Ya Allah. Save us from the trials of the qabr, Ya Allah. Save us from the trials of the day of qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant barakah in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah has been begging for. Ya Allah, whatever he begged for, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam some sort refuge from, Ya Allah, we are also begging refuge from all that, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, whatever we have asked for, Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah. What we have not asked for, Ya Allah, without asking, give us as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب